In our third session on Ephesians 1, 19-23, I want to ask the question, where does Paul stop praying? Because it, it, it doesn't even sound like he's praying anymore when we get to the end. Now, I've been describing all along that what he began to do in telling us what he's praying in verse 16 following, I've been describing that as a prayer. Actually, it's a narration of what he's praying. And so my question is, where does he stop telling us what he's praying? Let me read it, and you be asking that question as I read it. So I pray that you may know what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of the strength of his might, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenlies, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him his head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And then he goes on into chapter 2, and there's no chapter breaks in the original. And he leaves totally behind the thought that he was telling us what he was praying. And he just stops somewhere. Or does he? Father, I pray that in just these few minutes that we pose this question, you would teach us about prayer, teach us about uh, explanation of biblical uh, reality. Come now and, and help us to discern what's going on in Paul's remarkable, God-saturated mind. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So he's, he's praying that you may know here, and somewhere along the way, he's Stopped thinking that way, it seems like. Right here would be a good guess, because it stops and says, and he put all things under his feet. It's like, okay, clearly the thought is being continued here. There's not, this is not a new thought. We'll talk about that next time. But it's no longer put in the context, I'm, I'm praying this or I'm praying that. And there doesn't seem to be any nice place where he says, I say amen, and now I have some other things to say. So I want to suggest something. Um, consider this, 2 Corinthians 2.17. For we are not like so many peddlers of God's word, but as men of sincerity, as commissioned by God, in the sight of God we speak in Christ. And I put the Greek here just so I could emphasize it. As from God, that's translated commissioned by God, before, before the face of God, in the sight of God, in Christ, in Christ, we speak, we speak. That's an amazing way to describe how he talks. He talks as an apostle from God, commissioned by God, speaking from God. He talks before God, in the sight of God, and he talks in Christ Jesus. And it's this one right here, in the sight of God, before God, 
that's so remarkable. And I want to suggest that for Paul to be praying to God and to be speaking in the sight of God, in the presence of God, before God, are so closely related that he almost thinks of them as one or moves in and out of them easily. Look at this again over in chapter 4 of 2 Corinthians 4. We have renounced disgraceful, underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning or to tamper with God's word, but by an open statement of the truth. I love Paul's transparency. By an open statement of the truth, we would commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God, before God. In other words, Paul is conscious that as he teaches, he's teaching in the sight of God. Or, as it says back in 2.17, he is speaking before God, before God, in the sight of God. So, when he says, this is what I pray, I pray that you may know this, and then he moves imperceptibly into speaking about God without any reference to speaking to God, he really, in his own mind, I don't think, has moved away from the presence of God, moved away from thinking in terms of, this is what I say to God. What he says to God and what he says about God are so of one piece, it seems, that he's not very conscious here that he has no longer described, he's not any longer describing the way he prayed for them. It's all one piece. And I wonder if there's not there something to say for us that when Paul encourages us to pray without ceasing, one of the implications might be that whenever we talk about God, we are so eager to talk in the presence of God about God with his view, with his eye upon us and his spirit present with us, that our prayerfulness and our theologizing, our speaking about him, would be all of one wonderful, authentic Godward and manward peace.